God turned his back to these women and men for their vile passions. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed by God for this very sin. It would have been natural for Paul to write of this particular sin because it was still a problem and it still is today. Around the world, as promised, a remnant remains who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Remnant Podcast. All right, man, we're back again with our by the book Bible study in Romans chapter one. Yep. And you think we're going to finish the chapter out today? I believe we're going to wrap it up today. Um, there's really not a whole lot left. I mean, there's a lot. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it's but all in one. Um, it's a all lot one, of it. Like yeah. I said, 29 through 31 is a list. Mm-hmm. We can, which you we could probably do an episode on each uh, each thing on the list. But yes, I agree with you. That's not the goal of this study is to go down to every single word, uh, but if, to get the major concepts. Right. And yep. So we left off. We left off at verse twenty five. Verse twenty five. So we should be doing twenty six through thirty two today. So that means we will ha- we will end up. We did chapter one in five parts. Is that right? Yeah, because this will be part five. Mm-hmm. That's good. If we could average five parts or less per chapter, we can actually get through yeah, this Yeah, I think thing. it's less because number one was actually, <clears throat> yeah, number one was longer than what number two is going to be. Yeah. Uh, chapter or uh, verse-wise. Right. Yeah, I just was thinking, you know, I, I think if we can cover a chapter in three or four hours each time or even five hours, that's that's good. Yeah. And I really hope that people will follow through with us on this. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I, I really believe it'll do something for you. And, but. uh we we talked about it and uh if if we do decide we're we're gonna next week will be a review and an overview yeah yeah. yep of uh chapter one um so i hope y'all are sticking around um if you if you are if you're if you're really listening to us and following through with us i hope you are receiving off of it what we're receiving off of it yeah that's a good way to word that i like that i mean uh i read i actually had finished doing this chapter studying the chapter two weeks ago in preparation because we took we ended up not recording last week because of uh just busy schedules weren't able to and i didn't know if we were going to be coming back and recording on an off day so i had it ready and then it just goes to show you I found more stuff I ended up taking notes on because every time you read, mm-hmm. you run into something different. So That's right. I mean, really. And the more and more and more you read, the more different things will begin to stand out to you as your understanding yep. grows yep. and all that. So do you want to read the verses or would you like for me to? I guess I'll let you read the verses. Okay. Are we going to go, you mean just read through all of them then we're going to go back up and do them one by one? I'm saying you want yeah. to read from verse 26 on? Yeah, yeah we can I'm reading King James Version, so some of the little words may be a little bit difficult, but I can explain them if we need to. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense or the reward, the repayment 
of their error, which was fit, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. What a list. Mm-hmm. Who knowing... This is a powerful verse here, man. Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death... They not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. All right, man, there's so much there. But let's back up and start at verse 26, I guess. You lead us off, man. <clears throat> All right, so in um, in 24, which we didn't read, I'll read it real quick. It says, therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. So in 26... So when I read this when I, when I'm when I'm reading and studying this what I'm getting is you know Paul already said this in 24 which I just read what he says in 26 uh for this reason God gave them up So uh, God gave them up to uncleanliness, but then I believe that Paul realizes he needs to explain what he is writing about. And that's why he he says it again, um, and then he goes into it. And uh, Paul writes that God turned his back to these women and men for their vile passions. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed by God for this very sin. It would have been natural for Paul to write of this particular sin because it was still a problem, and it still is today. Oh, this yes, this yes. fits us today quite a bit. And Paul needed to warn the Romans, God called this sin an abomination. It is also called against nature, which God created. Sex is for the procreation of life, and these unnatural uses do not create life. They create death. Yeah, man, there's there's so much here, dude. There's so much to be said here, honestly. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where to even start. Yeah, it is. It's... Um. Let me start here. I think one of the main things that we need to understand out of this is that he says it three times. That's why I say it's one of the main things. He's he's placing a great, great emphasis on this spiritual point. That what's happening... In the homo, transgender, LGBTQ world today, what's happening is happening because they have turned the truth of God into a lie. 
Yes. That's why it's happening. Absolutely. Once their hearts, once their minds says, no, God, God's truth is a lie. Once they worship and serve the creation more than the creator, these things that he says, yep. th- what comes next will always come next. That's what I'm getting at. It was a problem in Sodom because in Sodom they did this, that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Yep. Became vain in their imaginations, and their mm-hmm. foolish heart was darkened. And for this cause, God gave them up to uncleanness, to dishonor their own bodies between each other through the lust that is in them. What I'm saying is this will always happen, and it has happened here. It's happening here as yes. we speak. And so, yeah, there's a lot we're going to say about other stuff. But that's what we got to understand is that when God withdraws his influences on people's life, like we talked about yep. in the last by the book, just turns them over and says, fine, have it your way. This is what happens, man. Yeah. Every country that goes this godless route will turn to these things. I mean, seriously. Yeah. And, and, so. and Stephen, we've talked about it. You know, what's, what's supposed to be light is dark, and what's supposed to be dark is light. And that's, what, that's what's going on here. That's what's going on now today. Mm-hmm. We are living in a backwards life we are i mean when they, when when they're coming right out and saying that this is not the truth when for thousands of years it was the truth <laughs> yeah and it still is but yeah. well i mean it, yeah 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 but you see what i'm saying well, and they, it also just, says like they'll call bittersweet right and sweet bitter and it's like you see something you see this pair of homo dudes has adopted a son or something and there's a picture and they're holding their little son and people are like oh it's so sweet i'm like no it's so bitter oh it puts such a bitter taste in my stomach you know bitterness in me man it's these things that people call sweet and i mean i know it literally means sweet as far as the taste but right. they say oh this is so sweet or oh that's so sweet this transsexual couple oh they're so sweet no no it's not it's bitterness man it's it's bitter it's darkness they're like, you're, you know, you're being a light to your school. You coming out of the closet like this. You're such a light. You're such an inspiration to all of your friends, you know, announcing your homosexuality. No, man, you're darkness. You're darkness. That's what you really are. Yep. It's the light for darkness, darkness. We live in that time, man. World's upside down. World's upside down. But I wanted to make that point, and then we'll go on with some things, is that what he is saying. Let me rephrase it one more time so that we might, I make it clear. He's not saying that because they was doing all of this homo stuff, God gave them up. He's saying God already gave them up, and that's why they're doing this homo yeah. stuff. You yep. see what I'm saying? Yep. The order matters. What came first? God gave them up. Then they started doing all this crazy junk. Yep. And so that's what we talked about with this country. What came first? Not the homo junk. First, we started pushing God out of the country. First, we turned the truth of God into a lie. First, we did that stuff. And so God was like, fine, I'll give you up. Now we're a nation full of transsexual homo people that will hate this. They'll take it down. YouTube will hate it. Google will hate it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And it's what came first was the what it, what came first in the Bible. And that was the other thing, too, I want to point out. And then you can go to the next verse or finish that one or whatever. What you said, I think, is right. I think Paul is like, He's stated it twice, but he's like kind of making it clear. But I also think actually he stated it three times total, and it's a progression 
of progressively worse and worse and worse. First, they they changed the glory of God into corruptible man. Yeah. So first, like that's what they started with, and God backs up a little bit. Then it says, if you look down like verse 24 or whatever, then they turn and they make God into a four-footed beast or whatever and begin to do some other stuff. And so God's like, okay, I'm backing up even further. And then finally, when you get down towards the end of chapter 1, it says, let me read it. You'll see what I'm saying. Okay, verse 28 and then the, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, he gave them over. That's the third time it says he gave them. And it says mm-hmm. reprobate mind. And when we learn what reprobate mind means, that's your final, that's your final judgment. Yep. There's no coming back from that. I mean, really, when we, when we look into it, and it says they, didn't, they don't even want to remember anything about God. They don't want to retain God in their knowledge. Like they don't want to remember, don't even talk. Not not only do I not want you to talk to me about God, but I wish the memories of God wasn't even in my mind kind of thing. They don't want anything. And that's what a reprobate mind is, by the way. When a person says, I don't want to know the truth about God. I don't want to hear about God. I don't want anything to do about with God. I don't want to remember God and don't ever talk to me about God again ever. That is when they're that. That is when you're crossing this point of no return. You can't be, you know. There's nothing you can do for that person. They've been totally given up. But anyway, so there's a progression yeah. too. We see, and if we look at it, there's a progression. First, it starts off with uncleanness, but uncleanness can even happen between you and your wife if you let things get out of hand. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it goes from uncleanness first to then the second phase where he gives them up. Now they're in the homosexual junk. And then it goes into, I mean, we'll go through it here, but um, haters of God. Just hate God. You know what I'm saying? It goes into, uh, it says being filled with, which is a reprobate mind, filled, filled, baptized with, so to speak, all unrighteousness. Just all of filth. All manners of filth and everything becomes acceptable. So you can see that progression. Uncleanness. And what I meant by, you know, you and your wife, even you me and my wife, you know, even a married couple can do unclean things if you get too out there with some of the worldly junk. And I'm not going to get into that because, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, it's good to have a physical relationship with your wife. And there's all kinds of stuff you can do. But I'm talking about like, you know, some of the, I mean, I don't want to get into it. You know, stuff we were exposed to in high school, man, you know, where, like, physical abuse starts happening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Choking, yeah. like, choking people out. I mean, I literally, okay, let me tell you why I bring this up. I know a guy killed his wife while they was being together intimately. He killed her. He says it was an accident. He ended up killing himself, which makes me believe it actually was an accident. He killed himself, like, three three weeks later. But they were getting so outside of what sex was ever made for yep. you know they was getting so far outside of that that it was like you know there they was there really was in some dark areas you know i don't want to get yeah. into all that but i'm just showing you can get progressively worse and worse and worse and well you, you go ahead and talk for a minute and i'll chime in here in a minute <clears throat> so i covered right there uh, 26 and, and 27 really because they them two verses really are together that, that's true, but if we're going to go on, then let me make a point. Yeah, go ahead. The Bible clearly says there is a natural way that, even according to the course of nature, I'm saying, <coughs> things ought to be. 
in other words men ought to be with women yes absolutely <laughs> you, know, you know what i'm saying women ought to be with men and there's a natural use of the body even you know like sex is not a bad thing the bodies were designed this, yeah, for yeah there's yeah. a there's a lot of and but i'm saying i'm just saying even for people it's like well it never says anything about homo stuff even though the next verse is like men with men that's wrong even though it says that obviously the fact that it ver, the verse before that even tells the story that it's unnatural. That's what I'm saying. Yep. The people say I was born this way, and it's unnatural. It's unnatural. You wasn't born this way. I mean, you might, people are born different for sure, but there's spiritual influences and stuff that come into a person's heart and mind that influence them to be this way. Look, spiritually and, I mean, worldly, there's a lot. Oh, yeah, there's a ton. Right now, I mean, it's just like they're telling them, if you won't, if you don't want to be a girl anymore, you don't have to be a girl anymore. Yeah. And that's... That's junk. Yeah, it's junk, man. It's junk. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. So I'll move on to 28. Okay. And you already covered it, and we're going to cover it again. Yeah, it's covered again. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to those things which are not fitting. Right. So... He gave them over. We've already talked about this. God gave them up. Mm-hmm. And I, I put in my notes aloud, but it, it, it's not like God was allowing. He was allowing them. He was just like, whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. we already said, whatever. Yeah, it wasn't so, like you got my permission. Right. He wasn't was giving just, them permission. Yeah, it was right. just like, a, I give up. Um, To do these sinful, immoral, corrupt behaviors, this does not mean that such behaviors is acceptable we just said that it means that god gave to people every person the opportunity to make decisions so because we have free will and we talked about this on the last one you know god holds us holds back the immoral the, the mm-hmm. those behaviors and when he give when he lets it go that's when the human mind or the the humankind the mm-hmm. nature of man is revealed it's the, yeah the sin in the man yeah. the sin that dwells in the flesh of the man yes and it, you can go ahead i don't want to cut you off it's uh people should understand that they will have to suffer the results of their actions yes yeah, two things I want to talk about. It's connected to exactly that. One is actually in verse 27, right above there. It says, receiving in themselves. What's your translation say? Reward? Payment? Uh, receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. Right. <laughs> That's what I mean. The just punishment or whatever. So first of all, there's a reason that AIDS accompanies the homosexual crowd. There's a reason that the life expectancy of a homosexual couple is 41 years old. Do you know that? I did not know that. It's because it's spiritually unhealthy, it's mentally unhealthy, and it's physically unhealthy. And when it says receiving in themselves, I even think about how that in themselves is all the way phrased back to God showed it in themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's literally saying in their, they are receiving the punishment in their bodies. Yep. Like 
Well, that's why Paul calls in another place sexual sins, fornication, adultery, mm-hmm. or whatever. He mm-hmm. says you're sinning against your own body. Yep. You're damaging, you're destroying your own body. There's diseases that come with this kind of stuff, and that's what he's saying. There's a built-in punishment, in other words. Even if God didn't add punishment, there is a built-in judgment against homosexuality, which is why. Yep. You got all those crazy STDs. Okay. But then the other thing I wanted to talk about along these lines is um, the reprobate mind thing. And I just want to say this. And it's as clear as the nose on your face right here. Some people say there's no line you can ever cross where God won't go with you. That's not true. Now, for the saved soul, they would never cross these lines at all. They couldn't. Right. The Spirit of God is in them. Mm -hmm. But these people, and this is not the only time. I mean, I'm about to show you 100,000% what I'm saying is true. For the lost person... They, God may allow them, God may come and sort of knock on their heart, so to speak, 10,000 times. But at a certain point, he says, fine, I'm done with you. Yep. I'll never knock on your heart again. Mm-hmm. And here's proof of it. That word reprobate is actually first, I mean, if we use the Bible to define it, it, fu- it first pops up in, in Hebrew, and uh, it's called reprobate silver, which means rejected. In the end, a person, and this is not the only place in the New Testament this word reprobate is used, and I can't remember the Greek word that underlines it. I looked it up a long time ago. When that person, or what the Bible uses this, is it's like you've when God is basically saying, you rejected me, you rejected me, you rejected me, you rejected me, I reject you now. That's what a reprobate mind is, yeah. is when God is saying, I reject you now. And God just basically takes all the brakes off. All the grace is off. I reject you. It's kind of like your fate is sealed because you've turned and turned and turned and turned. And, you know, God really does work in the hearts of the unbeliever, knocks on yeah. their hearts, tries yeah. to bring them to the truth and salvation and stuff. And they said, no, 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 no. And they've said, I hate God. They said, I don't want God. They spit in God's face, so to speak. Well, his mercy doesn't go forever in that category of people. There's a line, my friends, if you've been rejecting God and turning your heart from God, there's a line where God says, fine, you're done, no more. Yep. And that's the scariest line you'll ever yeah. hear of. That's man. a bad place to be. It's done. Your, your fate is sealed before you ever even die. You you know, you're hellbound, man. There's no coming back once you the proof, here's proof. Not just here. This is obviously what it says. You go all the way back to Pharaoh. Moses went to Pharaoh with the truth and the proof that Pharaoh was being abusive to his to God's people. Yeah. And it says, and Pharaoh hardened his heart against God. Moses goes back again. And and Pharaoh Pharaoh was like, okay, 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 fine, 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 fine. I'll, I'll let the people go. Then he wakes up the next morning and he's like, no, not doing it. Because if I let these people go, this is half of my economic strength. Yep. So he says to Moses, ain't letting the stinking people go. And he hardened his heart against God again. And then guess what happens around three or four? Moses goes to Pharaoh. And it says, and God hardens Pharaoh's heart. God hardened his heart. Because God has already decided at this point, I'm done with my, I'm done extending mercy to you. Yep. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's yeah. what the Bible says, my friends. I can show it to yep. you. It says it about seven times. At that point, after after Pharaoh had done the children of Israel that way for so long, and God sent a messenger, Moses and Aaron, and sent miracles and sent proof, and Pharaoh says, nope, nope, nope. Then finally it says, and God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And how hard was his heart? Pharaoh was so blind, he marched to his own death at the bottom of the Red Sea, wanting to kill. He literally said, yep. go and kill every last one of them. That's how dark the man got. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. This is a <clears throat> powerful verse, man. It's a powerful passage that we need to take very seriously. This is one reason you can't, when you're preaching the gospel to people that are lost, you can say God can forgive you of anything you've done. You can say that. But what you can't say is that you can continue and continue and continue to do this, and God will always forgive you. That's wrong. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. When we preach the gospel to a person who's lost or we share, share the gospel, we need to say, look, God can forgive you of anything you've ever done. There's no doubt in my mind. If you haven't turned your heart fully against God, if you even – entertain wanting mercy it's available for you my friend but you also need to look them in the eye and say but it will not always be nope the door is open <laughs> now but it will not always be and you will progressively get worse and worse my friend if you don't yep. you see what i'm saying Alan? yeah it's yeah. powerful stuff and we already know when god shuts a door no, no man opens it. it. Nope. That's right. No man opens it. And so it's, a, it's this is this is dealing with a very dangerous position that certain people are in. As Paul calls it in a later place, he says they have their conscience seared with a hot iron. And what he means is this very thing. And Paul wrote this, and Paul writes that again in Corinthians, similar things. And what he's saying is when a person gets to the point of just God gives them up or whatever, their conscience, that thing that reminds you yep. to do right and to tell the truth, to apologize when you've done wrong, the conscience, that part of you that God gave you to keep, you know, to convict you or you feel guilt or whatever, to be your little inner policeman. Nope, that's gone. Now your conscience is seared. It's like you don't even feel anything. Like, the, you know, the Jeffrey Dahmer junk. Yeah. You know, the stuff they'll end up doing. They don't even feel nothing. I mean, sitting there, you know, it's just, just I don't even want to go into that. Yeah. But they, they don't even make a face over talking about some of the junk they do. You know what I'm saying? They don't even phase them. They talk about it openly. Like, no. you know, yeah. So, you know, I ate a few people. Yeah. So, and they, they sit there and talk to you about, like, me and you were talking about the Bible. That's what right I mean. Now. Yeah. They just talk to you about, like, yeah, what's the big deal? Your conscience is seared with a hot iron, bro. You don't feel anything yeah. anymore. You're inhuman. At this point, you're inhuman. You're purely animalistic now. It's terrible, man. It's terrible. I know I went into it for a long time there, but it's very important that we get the truth out of these verses. So if you want to go on with verse 29 or however you want to do it, it's fine. I mean, I know that we've covered yeah, we've the points here. Um, You want to jump to verse 32? or Well, let me, let me mention one thing if you don't have anything to say here. I, I mean, I do, but you Okay, go, go ahead. No, you okay. go ahead. You go. So, Romans 1, 29 through 31. Do you want me to go ahead and read this again? Sure, you go ahead okay. and do whatever you want to do. So, <clears throat> being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, uh, 
full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil mindedness. They are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, and unmerciful. Uh, so in 29, we see where the debased or retrobate mind leads to. Paul starts with all unrighteousness, but goes on to give a hefty list of examples right. of unrighteous things. Yes, that's exactly what he's doing. You're right. Filled with all unrighteousness. What do you mean? Oh, fornication, wickedness, yep. covetousness, maliciousness. Yeah, haters of God. I mean, it's a terrible list of things. Yeah. But go ahead. No, that's... Here's what amazes me, though, about this list. Disobedient to parents. That's that's mind-boggling, man. Yeah. I mean, seriously. If we're going to take the Bible seriously, Paul is talking about homosexuality. And then, you know, this deep darkness of the depravity of man, all unrighteousness. And then he lists some things that the whole world agrees. That's oh, terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Envy. Terrible. Murder. I mean, murder. You know, hate God. Spiteful. You know, hate them on themselves at times. Inventors of evil things. We all have seen that junk. Yep. And then it says, disobedient to parents. It's like... That don't, doesn't belong. It seems. I was about to say it doesn't even doesn't you belong. Didn't even That's s- what you would think. Yeah. The natural minded man would yep. think well, that don't belong. But there's there's something too. This doesn't just mean like if you told. Let's say you got a seventeen year old son. This doesn't just mean son. I told you to wash the car and you didn't wash the car. That's not what this is really talking about. This is here. Let me tell you something else that seems out of place to the minds of man. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. Honor your father and mother. It's like, wait a minute. I mean, I actually kind of did them backwards to make the point. Right. But it's like, how serious parents need to think about this i preached something similar to this the other day but i try not to step on any toes how serious does god take obedience from your child to you very serious he put it in the ten commands even yep you know and it's in this list of what happens when people do not acknowledge the truth of god and all that kind of stuff and so all i was gonna say is This is in here not for children to understand because they they don't understand. This is in here for the parent to understand. What the Bible teaches us about disciplining our children, it's not abuse at all. It's not that. The Bible does not teach abuse at all. But it does teach to enforce discipline 
that matches the seriousness of the situation and to do it quickly don't put it off it says right. you know to what the bible says betimes which means quickly as soon as something happens you deal with it and it says that in so doing you will deliver his soul from hell yep i mean it's in proverbs i can go read it to you and so you know i'm working on i told you i was working on that uh on on doing another video i'll tell you i call it i'm calling it roads and i think you'll like it when it's done but that was in there is um disciplining your child i know the world now looks at i mean oh yeah of course there is a fine line there is a, a point where discipline turns into abuse well the bible the bible gives a good way to prevent that it forbids you to discipline your child in the heat of anger yeah you're yeah that's because say that no god knows you can't do it you'll turn abusive then yep so that's not the right time you know so and if so if you can't because it tells you to do it quickly but says don't do it in the heat of anger and so if you can't do it if you have to calm down for a day or two well, then you probably need to back up on your discipline later and, you know, get maybe give the kid another chance. Well, the Bible has right. so much wisdom here, but right. anyway, go ahead. Yeah, but like you and me, our goal is to follow Christ. But as the spiritual leaders of our family, it's our job to make sure our kids stay. They need to know right from wrong. If you don't teach them right from wrong, that's how they go down the wrong road. Yeah. And I mean, when they get to that age that they start making their own decisions, choosing their own roads, there's not really much else you can do except pray for them. But before they start to make, when you're, when, when, when they're still at that age, discipline is a is a very important tool it's extremely important man because as a parent to me one of my i think that would make me more proud than anything is to see all my kids walk down the right road yeah absolutely with god i mean there's no doubt about that no i agree that's the highest calling. I mean, of a, of a there's father. a lot of people out there that, oh, you know, they dream of their kids graduating from college one day. You know what? If my kids, if all they ever get is just the high, the high, you know, twelfth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. grade education, but they are walking on the road with Jesus Christ. That's all I could. That's I, I can't ask for any more than that. Yeah. I completely agree. I don't even, I mean, it'd be nice to have the 12th grade education, but son, if you drop out right. of school, it's what matters to me more than anything, hands down, is yep. them as kids following Christ. Now, here's why that discipline deal matters. This is why. Exactly. That's, yeah, it matters because, well, look, when God created the family, he didn't do it by accident. He didn't just be like, hmm, here I have made one man, and, you know, I didn't even think about it. He might need a woman. I guess I'll make a woman. Oh, well, I guess I didn't think about needing them to reproduce. I guess I'll make it to work. No, God knew from before he ever made Adam that his ultimate goal in mind was to make what we would call marriage and family. Mm-hmm. Like, God knew that. Yep. And in the mind, why did, I mean, it's also, we got to think about everything, from, not from this, evolution's a stupid lie. You got to think about it from the perspective of the God, the God that made you. He made it to where children weren't born knowing everything. They got to learn. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And in that sense... 
your child, Alan, and mine will learn. They first learn about their when they become a man, their relationship to God. They learn that through as when they're a child, their relationship to you. Yep. In a sense, you are a representative of God to your children. Yeah. You teach your children. This is what God says. This is how God said we live. This is how God said we do. When they get out of line, you punish them. And it's, I mean, even God said it. I think about this all the time. I told a person this one day. There is no better parent than God. No. There's no better example of a parent than God. And God himself said every son he loves, he punishes when they do wrong. And he says if you do wrong and you receive no punishment, the King James way of saying it is in your bastards and not sons. Now, that's a cuss word in today's time, but it really isn't. But it's in the Bible. So God himself punishes his children when they get out of line. However, Alan, you brought up a really good point. There's nobody that loves his children like God does either. And I tell people all the time, your discipline for your child will never carry them further than your love for your child will carry them. So you can't beat your child into greatness. It no. doesn't work that way. But you can love your child into greatness. And a little discipline along the way goes a long way when yep. it's mixed with love. Like, I know how much you love your son. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say, and your daughters. But I just see it there. Y'all are yours father, but yours friend. And I can only imagine that if you actually did feel like in your heart you got out of line with him in an abusive way at all, it would crush you worse than him. You know what I mean? <laughs> I see that. And see, that's right. That's Bible love. But anyway, man, we've kind of drifted here. You know, it's just. Okay, let me give you another example. And then I, I need to say this for my own conscience and then I'll close or turn it back over to you. Again, there's no better example of a father than God the Father. And he calls, in the Old Testament, well now, it's we're all in Christ, you know. Jews, Greeks, Gentiles, whatever, you know. In the Old Testament, God dealt mostly with Israel. There's no mystery there. Yep. And so he looks at Israel as his children in the Old Testament. And he, he disciplined them severely at times. But he also <coughs> loved them. Severely, you know. Um, And here's the thing, too, that we run into with our kids sometimes. This is really where I was going. God gave them commands. Mm -hmm. But he did not. He didn't steal away their humanity when he gave the commands. In other words, what am I trying to say? We know that it's probably... There are certain things that you're probably going to let your son do that in a perfect world you wouldn't have to let him do it. But you'll let him buy with it because you're afraid you lose him if you don't. Mm-hmm. Eventually, that may come. And you have to use biblical wisdom to do that. But in a way, God let Israel buy with a lot of things that he said was wrong. He let him yeah. buy with it because he didn't really want to have to bring in the everything right. necessary. I mean, really, you can go back and read. He let him buy with a lot of stuff. You know, when it got bad enough, he punished them. But, yep. you know, so as parents, it doesn't mean we're going to be perfect or anything like that. Man, you know, we kind of got way off. But really, that's there, and it's always stood out to me. That every time I read that, that's what I think about. Man, I, we, we need to make sure our children understand. See, because to them, we, like I said, we represent authority and truth, and in a sense, God. Yeah. And if they have no respect for us, if we don't ever teach them that, what do you makes you think they're going to grow up and have a fearful respect of God? You know, it's just not going to happen. 
<laughs> you know, I got <laughs> well, you know, we went on a big long rant, but hey, mm-hmm. it matters. All right, yep. verse thirty-two. Okay, thirty-two. <clears throat> who knowing the righteous the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death not only do the same but also approve of those who practice them that's why I wanted to make sure we finished with that verse go ahead and we you already talked about this I'm just going to say this real quick before I do this before I lose train of thought built in punishments Mm-hmm. And in, in in these notes, I almost went down the road of um, the AIDS virus. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, I chose not to. And then when you brought it up, I was like, I was on the right track. <laughs> but, all right, so their willful ignorance and blatant disobedience or rebellion of these things must suffer the wrath of God. And uh, if you don't think God is displeased in nowadays of time, just look around. Because oh, you already said it. He's already said it's, We're already under judgment to an extent. Yeah. What we're seeing is because God has already yep. said, okay, fine. You know, I'm not saying he's completely done with every individual, but no. what we're seeing is already a form of judgment. We yes. talked about that before. Yep, absolutely. And, and you know, this last verse, too, think about, because it says not only, so first of all, they know that it's wrong. They know the judgment of God, or they did. And it says that they know, listen, that knowing, knowing that they which commit such things are worthy of death. I mean, that's what it says. Mm-hmm. knowing that they which commit such things are worthy of death. They know that. And then it says they not only do this, but they approve of others or have pleasure in my verses, have pleasure in those that do this. And so you think about, I think about it like this. That's why gangs exist and stuff like that is because the people that are involved in some pretty deeply immoral stuff, they want other people to be involved in, with it, yep. with them in it. You see what I'm saying? They don't, they want to, as the King James says, and they have pleasure in them that do them. And so, or they approve of others that do that. It's like, you know, there's a reason that when teenage kids end up getting exposed to drugs for the first time, usually it's because there's like eight people standing around in a circle smoking pot or something. Like yep. they want, come on, man, just try it one time. Yep. You know, just a little taste. Just come on, just come on. You know, that's how they are. That's why there's such thing as social sins. It's because yep. the people that get involved in some of this wicked stuff, they want you to be involved in it too. And then when they see it on TV, they cheer it on. They approve of it. They're like, oh, yay, another homo yep. game. You know what I'm saying? The Bible is so wise. Back in our day, it was called pure pressure. Yeah. And nowadays, if you speak out against it, you're in the wrong when it used to be the peers That's right, yeah. were pressuring you and now they encourage, uh, not saying they encourage drugs. That's not the road we're going down right here. Yeah. yeah. But in everything else. Yeah, in everything else. In social. It's to that point that any voice of truth is hated, even if it's a child. Yeah. Even if it's a child being like, no, y'all shouldn't do that. Oh, there. How dare you tell me what I shouldn't do? Yeah. You know, they get all fired up, man. Oh. 
Sorry, I've been drinking Pepsi here, but it amazes me, dude, every time we come this way and I'm so amazed. I love the Bible, man. I mean, uh, the wisdom of the Bible is so mind-boggling when you just really get into it and say, Lord, what is, you know, why, is, why is this said? What does this mean? This is so relevant to the time we live in, isn't, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, reading through this and studying has made, really opened my eyes to that. It's like, man, this is what we're going through right now. Yeah, it is. It is. And see, this is what I was telling you a couple episodes ago, and we're done. We're closing. But I said, when when we get done with this and the more we study the Word, it's going to, you're going to, you, and I, I mean, everybody, but you're going to, you're going to be one of the wisest men in the land because you're going to, but you're going to understand spiritually our country. You'll be able to look at our country and be like, spiritually, this is what's going on. Yeah. Spiritually, this is what's happening. God's taking his hand off of those people. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, you know, you'll be able to understand. And it's just amazing, man. Bible's amazing, so y'all stay with us. We're going to get into, actually, I think next week we're going to do a summary and recap. Is that right? Yeah, we're going to uh, discuss, you maybe know what we might do, you know do what some do? highlights. You know what I just thought of? We'll do a summary and recap of chapter one and do a preview overview of chapter two. That'll work, like just, too. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of saying these are some of the major points, and then we'll start unpacking them the next Sunday. So, cool, man. It's going good. I'm excited about it. RemnantPodcast.net. Remnant Podcast on YouTube, Remnant Podcast on Odyssey. But really, if you just go to remnantpodcast.net, that will lead you to every audio and video outlet that we have, plus some other stuff. As we've said, one-stop shop. It's a one-stop Everything shop. Everything Remnant Podcast. Everything. Mm-hmm. All right, man. I'm good. You good? I'm good.